everybody, and welcome back to the DC Comics Secret Origins Podcast, Episode 11, where I'm going to be going through the first appearance of Calendar Man from Detective Comics number 259. Before we get into that, though, let me remind you to go over to Twitter and follow us at Weird Science DC. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can read our written reviews of almost all of the issues that come out each and every week from DC Comics. And then you can help us out, support us, and subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience. When you do that, yeah, you'll be helping us out for everything we do here. But also, you'll get a ton of exclusive shows with each level you end up subscribing to. Now, with all that said and done, let's get into this issue. As I said, it's the first appearance of Calendar Man from Detective Comics number 259. It has a cover date of September 1958 in a story called The Challenge of the Calendar Man, written by Bill Finger, pencils by Sheldon Maldov, and inks by Charles Paris. Now, As we get into this, let me first tell you a little bit of a blurb on who the Calendar Man is, though, as we'll see in this, this first appearance is more of a joke appearance, and he will not show up after this for almost 20 years. It's crazy. He ends up showing up and then disappearing for two decades, mainly, I think, because he is kind of such a joke villain. And nobody after the Silver Age wanted to deal with him, but they end up evolving him into something a little more dark and sinister. Calendar Man, Julian Gregory Day, is a fictional supervillain appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics, created by Bill Finger and Sheldon Maldoff. As an enemy of the superhero Batman, he belongs to a collective of adversaries that make up Batman's rogues gallery. Calendar Man is known for committing crimes that correspond with holidays and significant dates. He often wears costumes to correlate with the date of the designated crime. In his debut, the character was presented as a joke villain. But in later years, writers developed Calendar Man as a dark, disturbed serial killer that toys with Batman. And that is true. He ends up getting dark. And even with this first, you don't even get a name in this first appearance. This first appearance is all about the shtick. It's all about the gimmick. And it makes sense. This comes out in 1958. One of the things that I kind of get a giggle over is that you could take this issue and without changing anything could definitely be a really, really good episode of the Batman 66 television show. And I love the Silver Age stuff. I love the campiness. I love the over the top craziness. And this does have it pretty much where you get this. They're trying to come up with something And Bill Finger and Sheldon Maldoff probably just were like Well, what can we do? Well, how about a guy who likes to dress up as the different seasons? All right, we'll call him Calendar Man, let's go And they do just go with it And when you go through When we're going through this issue The other thing that makes me laugh is Calendar Man is full out Okay, I'm going to make these costumes for the different seasons or whatever In the meantime, at points he is making tech and gadgets That he could definitely use to be the things that take down Batman He could defeat Batman if he only would center on his genius when it comes to tech and gadgets But instead, he is so concerned with the shtick of dressing up as the seasons And in a way, comes out almost like the Riddler 
in this first appearance, but we'll get into it right now. You end up having the cover where you see a guy who's basically coming through a door. He's on fire. He has a pretty much looks like a hazmat type suit. It looks like the human bombs costume, if you're familiar with that. But in the middle of it, on the chest, you have a giant emblem of a burning sun. He's completely on fire. Batman and Robin are aghast, kind of like, you know, pulling back from him. And Batman says, get back, Robin. He's become a man of fire, like the summer sun he's portraying. I'm already like, oh, my God, this is this is great. You go into the first page, the credits page, where you end up having Batman and Robin in a diamond exhibit. It looks like they are riding a slide that might be a rainbow made of diamonds and jewels into the giant pot of gold where they end up kicking these gangsters in their pinstripe suits as the calendar man. We don't know it's the calendar man yet, but he is running away laughing, but dressed up like Frosty the Snowman. And he's gone all out with this. I mean, he has a corncob pipe. He has a giant carrot nose. But even with that mittens, a top hat, he's got it all. Scarf, he's running away. It's so goofy. As Robin yells out, look, Batman, it's the calendar man wearing a costume suggesting the winter season. Thanks, Dick Grayson. You end up having a narration deal to set all this up. In the past, Batman and Robin have fought and conquered many fantastic criminals. But now they are faced by a bizarre bandit who has five criminals in one. A bandit who wears five costumes. A bandit who plans his crimes to fit five seasons. What? You say there are only four seasons? That's what Batman thought until he accepted the challenge of the calendar man. And we open up with a scene where you have Bruce Wayne reading the morning paper to Dick Grayson, his ward, Dick Grayson. They're there in the manor. And there's a big front page news. Calendar man challenges Batman. Again, when you end up showing up in Gotham and you want to make a name for yourself, you you could go and rob a bank. But anybody can do that. And I think that that would be more of the GCPD's territory. What you have to do is come in, call out Batman, make up a riddle, and then pretty much say, I'm going to dress up like the seasons. You need to have a shtick. You need to have a look. This is how you end up becoming part of that rogues gallery. So Calendar Man comes in and you get this front page news and it says anonymous letter promises four successful robberies in four days, each day to correspond to a season of the year, plus one extra for a quote unquote fifth season to start with spring crime today. So this news is right on there. The Calendar Man is going to start today, five days of crime, each one where Batman and Robin are going to have to figure out where they go to stop Calendar Man based on the season that he will portray, starting with spring. So, and there they're talking about it. Dick Grayson's all besides himself. First off, I think that Bill Finger writing this is not totally confident that the kids of that day would know the four seasons. Like, Because he's like, what? There's only four seasons, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. I'm like, thanks, thanks, Dick Grayson again. But what about this fifth season? What could it be? And you end up having, as they change into Batman and Robin, get the suits on and says, we'll worry about that later. Batman pushes that aside. Don't worry about it, chum. We'll talk about that later. Now, another time will come up where Dick Grayson will say, what is this fifth season? What could it be? And again, Batman will say, we don't have to worry about that. Let's worry about the crime at hand. Then near the end, he basically says, well, 
I think that we should worry about this fifth season. And it's it's typical Batman who always has to be the guy in the know. He has to be the guy who says it, not Dick Grayson. Uh, but he does end up in a very Batman 66, you know, Silver Age type way. Says to Robin, Robin, when you hear the name Spring, when you hear the season Spring, what does that suggest to you? And he goes, well, Batman, it's the time when leaves turn green. And I think Batman's like, yeah, maybe that's not really totally true. Um, and then he says, the time of spring flowers. That's it. Batman's like, Batman cuts them off. That's it. And off they go. Again, almost that it is the Silver Age logic. Okay, it's spring flowers. Okay, there's a international garden show going on down at the Gotham Hall. He must be going there. Let's jump to conclusions that he is there to steal the money, the gate receipts. So they end up going down there. Now, in my mind, and I'm an awful person, I'm thinking the idea that this international garden show, right? <laughs> what are they going to steal? $2.75? It ends up where there's a bunch of money. It does show that. But when they go into, I don't know if the exhibit is open right now because you do not see one single person in this. When they go into Gotham Hall, all you end up seeing is Batman and Robin, and then you have Calendar Man dressed as a flower and his two goons, his two, you know, gangsters. Now, with that, I want to step aside a bit and give props to these gangsters. Gangsters are not usually known as being the most open-minded people. You're here, a gangster 1959 pinstripe suit, things like that going on, and they are working with a guy who will end up changing costumes like he is Cher in concert. This guy loves the wardrobe changes, but they do not seem to bat an eye about it. And I just want to see, as an aside, what they end up talking about after these heists. Like, they end up here where Calendar Man is pretty much dressed as a flower. He has a collar that's like a daisy-type deal. He has a cape that looks like some sort of flower petals. He has a green upper part of a suit that has some flowers on it and a big mask that goes over his face that ends up having a flower right there like a sunflower right in his forehead these guys are just working with them and i want to know like after like they're like what was up with that suit i don't know it's calendar man you know him kind of crazy and then later when he dresses up as frosty the snowman when he had, they just go with it but i want to see what they really think but batman and robin come in like oh my god there he is it was it's spring he ended up the flowers, the garden show. He's got the receipts. He ends up having them in one of those like bank, like those silver bank boxes type deal. And, and they're like, let's go, boys. And they start running. Now, this exhibit, I kind of threw shade at the International Garden Show. Again, there's nobody there. I don't know if this is off hours. It seems like it should be open. There should be. And I, I thought of as we're recording this here. The idea that, like, this is a Sunday late afternoon at a Comic-Con. Everybody's gone, the exhibit, whatever. But I'll give Gotham Hall and whoever had the, the deal to put together the show. They went all out. I mean, there is a replica. And, I mean, it is a scale model replica of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon in this exhibit. It is impressive. Nobody there, though. But... These guys with calendar men, they're like, let's go, boys. And they run up the stairs. They're running up the hanging gardens of Babylon as Batman and Robin are chasing. And in the narration says, like two panthers, 
Batman and Robin are chasing them. They lunge at Calendar Man and his two goons. They end up knocking the money out of Calendar Man's hands, but Batman gets grabbed by one of the goons where he has to fight him, and Robin ends up fighting this other goon, which allows Calendar Man to get away. He's heading to the balcony. They even say they think that possibly Batman has gotten some security guards to watch the main exits and entrances, so he ends up running and jumping off the balcony into and, and pretty much three stories, two stories down into a, a car. Crazy calendar man, right? And he speeds off. In the meantime, Robin ends up opening up that box and he's like, holy moly, there's a lot of cash here. Batman gives chase to calendar man and says, okay, calendar man has this getaway car, but it's just a normal car. No way is it outrunning the Batmobile. So he goes, gets in the Batmobile and he does catch up to calendar man. Calendar man starts using you know, gadgets, this isn't quite the technological wonder that some of these others are, but he has a gun that shoots green paint. He goes through an intersection and then ends up painting the light all green so that traffic starts up and it causes mayhem and the Batmobile gets stuck. You know, Batman can't go through. All these cars are zipping through and crashing and stuff like that. So Calendar Man did get away. Didn't get the money, but he got away. and. That night, the paper, the Gotham Gazette, pretty much starts throwing shade at Batman. That'll continue. It says, Batman saves loot, but Calendar Man escapes. So, oh my God, Calendar Man won, Batman or Robin zero. He is winning the battle of wits and seasons. And you end up, as he's there, you have the Calendar Man reading the paper, laughing, and says, Batman's clever, but not clever enough to stop me, and not clever enough to realize the fifth season is a clue to my identity. They keep going with this fifth season. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? And you go off then to the Batcave where Batman and Robin dejected. Go back. Robin says, the fifth season, what does it mean? What could it mean? You end up having Batman again. Forget that now, Robin. The next day is going to be summer. Right? We, we got to figure out what does summer mean? Well, summer to Batman suggests the hot sun, baseball, beaches, pretty girls in bathing suits, and Robin ends up snapping his fingers and says, that's it. The Gotham Bathing Beauty Contest is happening the next day. That is what he must be. Now, why would the calendar man want to go and rob the Gotham Bathing Beauty Contest? It's because whoever is involved in this contest has really upped the ante with prize money. It's a $50,000 prize for winning a bathing suit contest. Well, there's Batman. He says, this is the greatest. Now, they're assuming, I love the idea that they just come to this conclusion and jump to the idea that this has to be it. And the best part about that is, is that Bruce Wayne is one of the judges. So he'll already be there. Robin will be waiting in the wings. Bruce Wayne judging. He'll keep an eye out. Where's this calendar man guy? We're going to get him. This is where we get him. No more shade throwing from the Gotham Gazette. We're gonna. T- and I, I wish that Batman said, like, after we get done with this calendar man, I'm going to go have a talk to the editor of the Gotham Gazette, this guy. But they end up the next day that you have this bathing beauty contest. It's an indoor swimming pool. It's being televised. You have a parade of ladies going around. Most of the judges are, you know, wagging their tongues out. They're all into it. Bruce Wayne is not. He's looking for the calendar man. And outside of this, and it's happening at the Gotham Hotel, it says, too, which is kind of funny. They're indoor swimming pool. Fancy. Uh, you end up having Calendar Man show up. He does show up for this. He shows up in a rocket sled 
type spaceship that is flying through like again why are you worried about these costumes when you are actually making a rocket ship to get to this bathing beauty contest he busts in through it and this is the thing we had on the cover it does look like a hazmat suit with a sun on the chest he is glowing he's on fire there's heat radiating from it he goes and you end up seeing bruce get up that has to be him he's using the summer sun the heat of the summer sun is what he's doing and then for a you know bit of a distraction calendar man goes over to the pool He ends up zapping it with fire. He says it's from his dynamo, electronic dynamo miniature thing strapped to his waist. But he ends up making everything steam up. It's now a big steam room. Nobody can see what's going on. All of the girls in their bathing suits just yell, eek, help, eek. As Bruce uses this as, okay, you know, this is bad, but it's good because I can go and change into my costume, comes back out. As Batman again tackles these gangsters, these goons, while you end up having the calendar man run. And because this was televised, there are TV lights, big giant TV lights. He grabs one of the TV lights and it does play off that famous cover of the spotlight, Batman and Robin. I thought that that was a neat little deal. But he shines the light on Batman and Robin and yells, hey, you know, you're not supposed to look at the sun. It blinds you. And Bat- what? <laughs> Batman and Robin look right into this giant light. They get blinded. And you have Counterman able to escape, but not, you know, full out. He has run away these goons. And I also want to point out that throughout all of this, Batman and Robin seemingly always tackle the gangsters, but never arrest them, never get them tied up or anything. They always are just there at the end running away with Counterman. So they're running, Batman and Robin give chase, all the people from the contest, the girls, and even, you know, judges, TV people, they're all running out as well. It's a big pandemonium. But that's where you end up, Kellerman turns around and sees Batman and Robin giving chase and says, hey, you ever hear that in the summer sun you can cook an egg, you can fry an egg on a sidewalk? Let's check this out. And ends up zapping the sidewalk now to make it extra hot. Batman and Robin are like, ow, ow, they're jumping around. It's like a hot tin roof, it is. But luckily, you end up having a bunch of flags hanging off the side of this building. I mean, one after the other. They call them, and it is, the pendant poles. They jump up and then start swinging back and forth. And I want to think that Dick Grayson's like, I'm even better at this than Batman. I'm an acrobat. But they end up swimming and then jump down off this and in a weird progression they're outside the building it seems at this point they're swinging on these poles and then when they jump down they're actually inside the building where you do end up having calendar man just standing there he's got his fist you know in a fist with that on his hips and you end up having batman around but oh my god he's on fire i mean this guy is completely on fire he really is a guy who goes all out this is the christian bale of the villain set back then he is all in and batman says we got to put this fire out i mean he's going to set fire to this whole hotel he's going to die we have to help him and they end up where luckily he's on a giant rug he's standing there on a rug that leads into another room and they end up being able to knock him down and roll him up in the rug batman says that's the best way to put out a fire you end up extinguishing it because there's no oxygen all right let's see who this calendar man is and they end up looking and take off, you know, the, the hat, that hazmat suit type deal. And it's a robot. 
it's a, a robot there. <laughs> and he says, oh, my God, it's a robot with a built-in heat generator. So that was, I'm telling you, the technology that this counter man, please call him Gadget Man, really stop with the stuff. Yeah, it's a robot that ended up having this heat generator that was causing that. So the counter man got away. He got away with the money as well. He got that 50000 And we then see while elsewhere, you have calendar man still in his, you know, hazmat sort, sort of sun outfit. He's counting the money. He says, haha, Batman has never met his master until now. He'll never stop me. And he'll never guess the secret of the fifth season that's brought up again. And then it says afterward in the back cave. First off, you end up where Robin says, let's not look at the newspaper. Like, they're really going to get us on this one because not only do we not get Calendar Man, but this time he even got the money. Oh, my God, I'm not going to even deal with that. Batman agrees. And then they say, let's get to the next season. Let's figure this out. And the next season's autumn. And now Batman again says autumn, the time of falling leaves, windstorms, and football games. And this seems like the way the Calendar Man plays this out, he seems to think that Batman and Robin are going to head off to the college football stadium, the Gotham College, where they do have a solid gold football trophy that they Calendar Man thinks, OK, that and it seems like that might be the case because Batman and Robin are nowhere to be found when you have Calendar Man dressed up in a costume that has a bunch of leaves and stuff like that. That's his Autumn Man costume. Ends up opening up a giant ace trucking truck that has a huge, huge freaking fan that is just blowing, causing a windstorm in downtown Gotham. And the reason he's doing this is because he wants to steal the money out of a armored car. The armored car, all the, the police come out, uh, every, they're blinded by all of the things whipping around. They even say there's dirt and stuff and they can't see. You do end up seeing that the goons, again, who just keep going, they end up having goggles. So does Calendar Man so that that wind and stuff can affect them. Of course, they're grabbing a bunch of sacks with dollar signs on them. But they get it. They go off. And this is really one of my favorite parts of this issue. Batman and Robin hear about this robbery on the police radio. They show up too late. Calendar Man and his two goons, they have gone. They have stolen the money. Everything's done. As they end up showing up, they are dejected. You have two people, a guy and a girl, who say, first off, the guy says, poor Batman beaten again. And then the woman says, it's finally happened. Batman's met his match. And you know that Batman, they're right there. They hear this. Batman and Robin are so dejected. You end up having Robin's kind of got his head down as they walk. It's the Charlie Brown walk where Batman's walking behind. He has his hand on Robin's shoulder because, yeah, they, they've been duped again. People ha- are losing their confidence in Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin are just sad sacks. And it says later in the Batcave, you end up where Batman, and this is what I said before, twice Robin has said, well, why don't we figure out this fifth season? This seems to be the big thing. No, 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 it's nothing. Let's let's deal with winter. Let's deal with, you know, autumn. He says, Robin, I'm convinced the best way to stop the calendar man is to solve the meaning of the fifth season. I wish Robin say, duh, like, yeah, I know that, please. Uh, he's like, okay, well, he'll be pulling a winter crime next, though. And then they just go with it. Batman says, we got to figure out the fifth season, but let's stop this winter crime. Winter means snow, cold ice. Ice means diamonds. 
He's going to go to the Diamond exhibit tomorrow. We'll strike there. I'm sure of it. We'll be ready for him this time. Now, it seems as if they ended up going to the Diamond exhibit early because there's a giant paper mache. I mean, a giant paper mache diamond. That's one of the big exhibit things here. Not quite the hanging gardens that you had at the garden exhibit, but hey, the, the real thing is, you know, these things. There's also a giant diamond ring. I mean, this thing's huge. But this big, giant paper mache diamond, it comes into play as you have Calendar Man show up and end up simulating snow. It's snowing indoors. People are very confused. What's this snow? Oh, no. And then in walks the two goons with pretty much Frosty the Snowman. You end up having that that we had on the credits page where Calendar Man is there and says, all right, boys, get the diamonds. Nobody's stopping us now. Let's go. Well, as that happens, Batman and Robin break out of the paper mache diamond. I I, I love, again, there's always these side things that always intrigue me. I wish that we could see that stakeout of Batman and Robin sitting for four hours in the paper mache diamond. Maybe play cards or something, but uh, they end up jumping down. This is what we saw from the credits page. And Batman ends up kicking one of the gangsters as Robin, I think, kind of saying, Batman, I need to do something here, says, you get the gangster. I'm going to go and I'm going to chase down Calendar Man. I'll be the one to get him. So they run out. Now, this is where you're going to get full out Silver Age nonsense. You end up having Calendar Man run out of this exhibit. He then says to us in you know a little uh, thought bubble, I'm glad that I ended up hijacking a street cleaning machine to wet down the gutter. He ended up wetting down the side of the street outside of the exhibit earlier. Now he uses his freeze gun to freeze it, pulls off his boots. He has ice skates on. I mean, getting very reminiscent of the Batman and Robin movie. And now he zips away. On his ice skates and yells to Robin, I bet you never saw a snowman ice skate. And I wish Robin went, yeah, once. But yeah, all of a sudden, Robin's, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, it's a winter wonderland downtown Gotham with an ice skating Frosty the Snowman calendar man. Batman somehow comes up and pops up on the roof. I don't know why, how he's on the roof of the diamond exhibit. But next door, there's a sporting goods store that has a giant billboard with a man skiing with the skis actually sticking out of the billboard. This is something that you would have a lot of times back in the day. And Batman thinks, okay, I'll steal the skis off of this billboard. But the problem is that doesn't really work. And he ends up having the poles that in this billboard, they were drawn on. But he has them and he's going to go. So now Batman has the ice skating Frosty the Snowman calendar man is getting away. Batman puts on the skis. He skis down the top of a roof that now appears to be vertical, which it wasn't before. But he jumps, he goes down, and now he's going to chase after calendar man on this ice. But little did Batman know that calendar man had waiting his jet sled that looks like a giant skateboard with a rocket engine that he gets on, lays down like he's Burt Reynolds laying down on a bearskin rug and then waves goodbye a ghost. He, he escapes. The, the progression of this is the most insane thing of all. And yeah, he's like, hey, too bad, Batman. You didn't know about my jet sled. Ha ha. As he goes off. Also, 
is in the kind of the position of when you end up doing your grand finale when you're break dancing and you spin on your head and then zoom 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 and then you end up with that one arm where you're laying down you know what i'm talking about everybody does and he gets away though and now batman and robin are furious they end up they they've been duped that's it there's only one last day the fifth day that's the fifth season what is it? I mean, they only have one chance. And the idea that the fifth season was spelled out, that that was a hint at the calendar man's whole, you know, identity, where he is, whatnot. So now they got to think of this. So they start thinking, what could this fifth season be? And Robin says it could mean anything. A time, his hideout, his identity. You'd have to be a magician to figure out what that means. Batman, there's the eureka moment. Aha, a magician. Of course. Now I got it. Ends up looking at the paper and then just seeing that on the first day of this challenge, when the calendar man challenged him to this five-day event, there was an ad for a magician appearing for only five days before leaving for Europe. I don't know why you'd have to put that. The Maharaja, the magician on stage at the Bijou Theater, Batman says, that's it. It's him. And and you got to, What? What are you talking about? And then you end up where Robin even says, well, I was just saying, you know, a magician would use tricks and stuff. I wasn't just saying it was this guy. Nope, Batman's convinced they go down. And yes, you see that this Maharaja, he is calendar man. He's getting ready for this final performance, but also says on this fifth season day, he's going to, and it's, quote, seed the clouds. Over Gotham with dry ice so that it'll make it rain. So nothing makes sense here. It's just this guy. He's got a big turban on, by the way. And that comes in because when he's saying this out loud, of course, Batman and Robin bust in and says, tomorrow you'll be in jail. And you end up having this guy, Batman and Robin. Oh, my. How'd you figure this out? And like, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But then you end up having one last gadget, one last gadget from the calendar man where he unwraps, and it's the instant unwrapping turban that he has on, and ends up throwing it at Batman and Robin. They get tangled up in it. So he's like, ha ha, I'm still smarter than you. I'll get away. So he starts running. The instant unwrapping turban does not stop Batman and Robin for more than a second. They go off in chase. And then, just to tie everything up in one of the most ridiculous ways, Batman runs by a board that ends up having a calendar of the events that are the coming attractions for this Bijou Theater. He grabs it and just chucks it at the running calendar man. And this is the thing that always gets me, though, because it does hit him right behind the knee. And it always bothers me when things like that happen. And he collapses. And you end up Batman. How ironic, a calendar tripping up the calendar, man. It's hardly a calendar, but we'll go with it. And then they end up grabbing him and bringing him back into his room, you know, his little makeup room, and ends up saying the next calendar, this guy's going to be on as the court calendar, giving the date of his trial. So then Robin's confused. He's Batman. I know the ad saying that he was only appearing in town for five days was the one clue to his identity. And again, it ended up saying that this magician was only going to be there five days. But what is this fifth season? And this is where, like, all of this leads to just one panel where Batman says, in India, the natives refer to five seasons, the fifth season being the monsoon 
or rainy season. Now, that is why you end up having Calendar Man saying he was going to seed the clouds and make it rain. I mean, all that. Damn you, Calendar Man. You made it rain today. I I mean, maybe a weatherman got fired because he said it was sunny. Wouldn't have been really the best crime of all of them. But Batman continues and says that plus the five days added up to a magician who had the Indian name of Maharaja. The end. That's how it ends. And I want Calendar Man to say, I even came up with this plan. It didn't make sense. But that's it. The Calendar Man goes down. <laughs> and that's the end of the first appearance of the Calendar Man. And yeah, he will not show up for 20 years. 20 years go by until he shows up in Batman number 312 from June of 1979 is when you'll next see him. And then as we go, as crisis happen and reboots and things like that, he does become a darker figure. You end up getting an actual origin of why he's obsessed with dates and calendars, stuff that never really is fun or, you know, anything but dark. So you have that. So it's fun to go back and see this first appearance. It's just a goofy guy who likes to dress up in costumes, use gadgets and try to foil Batman before he heads off to Europe as a magician. Right. I, even that. Why is he so concerned in these five days? Does he do this in every town he goes into? Like, it would be funny to continue with him of then, you know, the magic act heads off and he's, oh, Flash is in this town. All right. I'll thwart him. Hey, Metropolis Superman it would have been funny. But, yeah, we don't see him for a while. And now he's a little darker than that. But that is it. Uh, yes. Silver Age nonsense. I hope everybody enjoyed Going through that, now you know a little bit about the first appearance of Calendar Man. And what was funny is recently, he actually was in the last issue of Gene Luen Yang's Batman Superman book. He ended up, and in that, Mixoplick comes and shows him those costumes. It's like, these things were great and all that. So it's kind of a fun little deal to talk about now if you read that issue. But that's that. So again... I'll remind everybody, first I'll remind everybody, if you are listening to this where you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, it'd be great if you would. That really helps out. It really keeps things chugging along. But also follow us on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and help support all this stuff at our Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you will get a ton of exclusive shows, a lot like the one that you just heard. So with all of that, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the DC Comics Secret Origins. 